When I was a, um, a teenager, junior high age, um, my grandfather passed away. And when my grandfather passed away, my, my grandmother wanted, she made extra effort, as I remember, to keep having us grandchildren, and particularly my family, over to the house, to, to stay in contact, kind of keep, um, you know, relationship, right? My, my grandmother was wheelchair-ridden. And so it was difficult for her to do these kinds of things. But I, I have these very lovely memories um, after my grandfather's passing of my grandmother inviting us over. And, what the, and, and I knew, I learned very quickly what that meant. Being invited over to my grandmother's house meant we were being invited to uh, the Golden Corral. Anybody ever been to the Golden Corral? It's buffet. Buffet, big time. And my grandmother did this, you know, as a child, and I did this is all in thinking about it later, right? But as a child, I wasn't thinking about these kinds of things. But my grandmother did that because, one, she was wheelchair-ridden. It was hard for her to do these kinds of things, but she still wanted connection, right? She still wanted to be around us. And, she, and, and I think in her thought, it was, hey, you can get whatever you want. She doesn't have to, like, figure out a particular meal. Anybody can eat anything. And so my love for buffets began. Um, you, you talk to Laura about buffet. I haven't been to a buffet in years. I mean, a lot of us haven't over the pandemic, but Laura doesn't, we don't do that apparently. All right. But my love for buffets is, 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 is your love for buffets. And if you say you don't love a buffet, I just don't believe you because there is everything, right? It's all there, right? You can have, you can have a turkey Thanksgiving dinner along with a hamburger uh, or catfish, right? You can do whatever it is that you want there, and it's all there. And this idea of buffet is is kind of this idea of our of our cultural stance and and view of things. You can have it all. And if we're not careful, the idea of buffet can can seep right into our spirituality, where we think that we can have the wisdom of the world and the teachings of Christ, and we can put them all together because our plate can hold it. Which is why I want to think about, as we get introduced into Ephesians chapter 5, over these next three weeks, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5 um, almost exclusively, and I want us to think about the message of Ephesians 5 that the Apostle Paul gives to the, originally to the church in Ephesus and to the churches throughout all time, to this idea of the table. Now, Paul doesn't use this uh, imagery, doesn't give us these thoughts, uh, this, this imagery exclusively, but I want us to think about it, especially being the season that we are approaching now, Thanksgiving season, as I want us to think about our spirituality, our walk with Christ, and as a community of believers of Jesus, what it looks like and what it means to not live off of the buffet, but to live at the table. To live in community, not only with brothers and sisters and believers of Jesus Christ, but to live and to, and to dine at the table with Jesus Christ. You've ever been to a really nice set-up table, right? This is the thing that buffets do not offer, which is a really nice set table, right? So, I, I, it's really hard being a nomadic church because... You have to bring everything in 30 minutes in before worship, but I'm going to do my best to set a really nice table because I think the visual and the idea of a nice table comes into play when we start to and begin to think about Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. In Ephesians, 
Paul is talking to a church in particular. And we get into this point, really into Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul wants the church to live a particular way. But more than that, to live one way, you have to start thinking about how you're not going to live, that there's ways and there's actions and there's decisions that have to be made of how you do not live, right? There's things that you're going to have to abandon or give up in order to embrace or take on in different things. And so Paul talks about this way. Um, your Bibles may, um, it depends on which version of your Bible or what year the version came out, but in particular in Ephesians chapter 4 through at least Ephesians 5 verse 2, if not all the way down to verse 20, we'll have some kind of subtitle that was not originally in the Scripture, but as a way for us to kind of marker things. They'll have some kind of title about ethical living or Christian living. And this is what Paul is generally talking about. He's talking about what it looks like to live differently than the neighbors and the people and the co-workers and the society that is around us. And I want to bring this visual of a nice set table to the idea because I think in a lot of ways, Paul is bringing in this idea that living in Jesus Christ is not buffet, it is sitting at the table. What do I mean by that? Did you know there's a particular... Some of you know this. I get this, but not everyone knows this. My kids didn't even know this. I was working on this last night, this table, making sure I had everything. And they're like, I was like, put the, put the spoon there, not the knife there. I was putting them in the right order. And they're like, why? Right? There's a way of setting up table. There's different vari variations on that, but there's a way to set up the table. And when you set a table, what you're doing is, is you're preparing for the meal, right? You're preparing for what is to come. But more than that, you're preparing for the people that you will be dining with. And I, and I love this. As I was kind of thinking about um, uh, setting the table and researching these kinds of things and making sure that I set the table at least in some form or fashion appropriately this morning, I love the idea that setting the table is not about the food or simply about the food. It's about the people that will be at the table. It gives focus to the environment and to the moment that is to come. Whereas a buffet is most certainly about the food, right? It's about piling that sucker as high as you can with all the things that you want, where the set table represents community, it represents conversation, it represents togetherness in the moment. And so sitting at the table, or sitting at a set table, is about the people. And I think Ephesians 5 speaks into this a little bit. Because in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul has this to say. You want to go to that next verse for me, Melissa? As he begins, as he kind of continues into this idea, and I know, sorry, if you can't see over there. He says, follow God's example as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, in a lot of ways, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 gets to the crux of the matter for Paul. This is what Paul is desiring for the church in Ephesus, for those, the, those Christians together. He is desiring for them to walk in the way of love. But more than that, as you kind of back up into Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's desire for those in the church is to live by the example of God himself. 
And for Paul, the example of living in the in in God's uh, living by God's example is living out love. And I think for Paul, as we kind of continue, kind of uh, as we continue through Ephesians chapter five, for Paul, living in the way of love doesn't just happen; it is prepared for us. It is a table that God has set before us. It is a way of living where God doesn't just say, hey, get everything you can, take all that you want. It is a way and a style and a a focus and an intentionality of how God's people will live. It is a table that is set before us to live and to know and to know that we are at the table of the God who lives in the way of love. This is the example. God himself. And God himself is the one who comes to this earth in the way of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, the Messiah. And we have the example through him. We don't just load up. We hope for better things through Jesus, through the love of our Savior. And the example of Ephesians 5 comes to a table of preparedness. Here, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be sitting at a table in some form or fashion. Right? Um, You may have a set table. You may kind of do buffet style. But what you are doing here in a couple of weeks is a tradition of being together with family and friends, right? A lot of emphasis goes into the food. But the point and the idea of being together at Thanksgiving is to sit at a table that has been prepared for togetherness. God has prepared this table of togetherness, this way of love for each and every one of us. And if you want to get very focused, the meal that God prepares for us is not a meal that you can just have any bits and every play, everything that you want before you. It is a meal specifically for love. The way of Jesus Christ, the way of our creator, the, the, the sustainer of our lives, the creator of all the universe, God himself, the way of living is loving other people. The greatest command Jesus talks about. The greatest thing you can do is love God and share that love by loving other people. And you don't influence that by other teachings. You don't supplement that by other teachings. You live that out because your life is not a a way of creating what you desire. It is a way of living into the hope and the truth of a God who came to die for you. He came because He loves you. We are His in His love. We live love in the life that we live because that is who God is. That is the table that he has prepared and set before us. And so I want to ask a question this morning. What table are you setting? Are you even setting a table? Is a table life a set table, even in a, 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 a way of thinking about your spirituality, your walk with Jesus Christ. Because Ephesians chapter 4 and 5 gets down to these ethics and morals of living into a Christian life. And Ephesians 4 and 5 ought to really push up against our general societal communal way of thinking about how we are to live and to think about things. We don't simply have to think about everything going on from a political standpoint. You realize this. 
Not everything flows through whatever system of politics that you that you want to come and live and, and, and that you associate with. Life actually has lived broader and bigger and has lived through the scope of sitting at the table of the God who's prepared the meal of love for you through His Son, Jesus Christ. The example that we have is the example of Jesus and His way of living was living love to every single person. He could not care less about the politics of the day. He could care more and more about the love that He had for every single person He came into contact with. What kind of table are you setting? Are you sitting at? Are you even preparing this kind of a spiritual table in your life? Are your ethical standards based on the idea that you can have it all, put it all together, you can go to the fried chicken when you want it, but you can also have a meatloaf when you want it, or you can? is your ethical standards, your moral compass, centered and grounded on the idea that God came to die for you, and His love for you is endless, that His love for you is boundless, that His love for you is transformational, that Jesus is that way and our character is built from this way of love. What kind of table are you setting? Are your actions and words, are your reactions, are your ways of living in the, un, uh, in the unideal, I just made up a word, situations, is that how you live or are you living through the good times and the bad times, the difficult and the beautiful times, are you living in the way of love? Because that is the example of God. Each and every one of us, we know what it's like to experience difficult times. Heartbreaking news. We know what it's like to be in the face of uncertainty, of stress. We know the feelings and the pressures of life, of work, of family, of relationships, with children, with grandchildren, with spouses. We know the stresses of this world and of this life. And are we setting at a table that says, I can fix it myself? Or are we setting a table that says, I will live in the way of love because that is who my God is. Because the table that God sets before us is a focused table about the people that come together and they come together because of his love. Now I want to jump over to jump down to Ephesians chapter 5. Let's pick up in verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. We're going to look at some of the, the verses that I've missed here in the next couple of weeks, but I want to pay attention because Ephesians chapter 5, follow the example of God, all right? Following the ways of God, the example of God and the way of love. I think when we, uh, Paul gets into some do nots, because if you're going to follow the example of God, there's certain things that you have to abandon. Right, you have to understand what kind of dinner that you are going to. All right, if we want to keep on with with the table setting analogy, but what Paul does in Ephesians chapter five, picking up in verse fifteen, is a direct correlation to Ephesians five one and two. That if you're going to live in by the example of God Himself, this is really what Paul wants to impart on the church. I think. Be very careful. Be very careful, which is actually uh, more literally translated, be very precise or give 
close attention. If you're going to live in the way of Jesus Christ, if you're going to follow the example of God, Paul needs his, he needs, he needs the church, he needs us to understand one thing, that we're going to have to pay special, close attention. And a set table shows that there's been special, close attention given. There has been preparation for your presence with a set table. There's been thought given, not only to the food that will, that will adorn the table, but to the people that will sit around the table. There's been special attention given so that conversation and community and togetherness can occur in this moment so that we can sit and we can relax and we can enjoy each other's company, even when it's difficult, even when we're uncertain, even when we're stressed, even when we're mad, we can come to this table because that is who God is. He is the example and the way of love, and we have to give close attention if we want this to be a reality. Because Paul follows up Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 with warning. My dear children, following the example of God in the way of love, be very careful then how you live. Be very careful. Pay close attention to the things and the people and the activities and the way you speak in the world and the way you bring life into this place. Let's continue. Not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing and make music from the heart of the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need everything. We need the one thing. We need our Father. We are filled people when we come to His table. We are filled people through the Spirit of Him when we come to His table. We are influenced not by the options that lay before us. We are influenced by the company that we take at the table. And the Spirit of God is amongst us. The Spirit of God is moving with us. The Spirit of God is pushing us, influencing us, encouraging us. And at times, it is just outright shoving us in the right direction. And we know that when we are people who are always giving thanks. Always giving thanks. Paul's very clear here. There are no caveats. This is always taking place. That means in the good times, you're giving thanks. And when you're down and stressed and anxious-filled or have been given the news you wish you never had been given, you are always giving thanks. That we give thanks in all situations at all times because we are people who dine at the set table of the example of the way of love, Jesus Christ. We come into His presence and we are influenced in that way. We are given into that way and we believe that God is present before us and that the way of love is who we are in Him. We do not have to give in to the lowest hanging fruit of fear and despair. 
At the table of Jesus Christ, we are fed love. We are given His love. And we know that we are in a place, we are at that table when we are willing to give thanks in all situations and all circumstances. Always giving thanks. And I think in a lot of ways, if we start to kind of wrestle with this within ourselves a little bit, if we start to wrestle with, am I, kind of, am, am I giving thanks in this moment? Am I thankful in this moment? These are the kinds of questions that we can start, that we can start giving ourselves as individuals who are walking in the ways of Jesus Christ. If we can start asking, am I thankful right now? And if you're genuinely giving yourself an answer that says, no, I'm not thankful, I'm more angry, I'm more mad, whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? Then we can pause and we can stop and we can say, okay, how do I fill myself with the Spirit of God that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 5? How can I put myself at the table of love with Jesus Christ? Because giving thanks is a great way for us to know which table we are sitting at or are we just going through the buffet that lets us think that we can figure it all out with whatever kind of food sits before us. The place is set for you. The host is ready to host. The difficulties and the hard seasons, the anxieties, the troubles, the unexpected things of life that occur, you aren't left to load that plate up. You're asked to come sit at the table of love. You're left with the truth that the Spirit of God is before us. And we know this when we are willing to give thanks, when we are living thanksgivings in this world. Which leads us right into this central aspect of our gathering together. Every week we do this. Every week we come to the table that is set before you. I, I know it's logistically different and it's all these things, but one of the, one of the grand aspects that, that I think we miss from time to time of the early church is that we don't sit at tables during this time. We don't dine, so to speak. Because there is something about, we're going back to the, the upper room with Jesus and his disciples, and he dined with his disciples there in that upper room on the night he was to be betrayed. The early church would gather in homes, and they would dine together, have feasts together in the name of Jesus Christ. But that may look different in the 21st century and in this kind of environment and context, but the table is still set before us. The central aspect of our gathering is coming into the name of Jesus Christ, where not only we remember what Jesus has done for you, you need to know that Jesus died for you. There was no reason for it except love, and He loves you so much that He went to the cross for you. He gave Himself up for you. But we also come to this table that is prepared for us because we not only remember the love of Jesus Christ on the cross, we proclaim the love of Jesus Christ on the cross. We give thanks in these kinds of moments. And we're going to enter into our time of communion, the time at the Lord's table, the Lord's supper. And we do this every week so that we can remember, but we can proclaim, but we can give thanks in this moment. We eat the bread and we give thanks. We drink the blood and we remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and we give 
thanks. We come into this room, and we may not be at a literal table, but we are at the table that is set before us, the table of love, the table of Jesus Christ, the table of the Spirit that is before us that moves in in mysterious ways and pushes us, influences us, and comes before us and reminds us that in anxiety or in joy, in heartache or in love, we can find the truth that is Jesus Christ in this moment. We take the bread and we drink the cup and we always give thanks. Let's enter into the table, Alan.